Chegamos. From the Dallas On Air Studios in beautiful Dallas, Texas, this is the Next Issue Comics Podcast here on DallasOnAir.com. And now here's your hosts, Clay Harrison, Kyle Condes, and Adrian Harris. Hey now, welcome to the Next Issue Podcast. We are a bi-weekly comic book podcast out of Dallas. We are part of the Dallas On Air Live family. Uh, you can catch these guys as co-hosts in just a sec, uh, right after this. And uh, we are just three friends that uh, talk about our lifelong love of comics. What have you guys been up to? Adrian? Nothing. Uh-huh. Oh, please. Dude, I'm born. I spent the whole weekend with you. Adrian, no. Yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did. Adrian was busy uh, last weekend. Now. So we did the uh, Who Needs Sleep uh, telethon last weekend. Um, I was there almost the whole time. How are you guys recovering? I'm okay. It took me a few days, but yeah, I'm back. <laughs> I I slept there for a little bit, came home and watched the end. Uh, but it, it was fun. We raised, uh, got a new number, almost 10 grand. Really? Yeah. Nice. nice. Yeah, I had, um, it was weird because I was doing a lot of social media posts uh all weekend and I was getting frustrated because nobody was going and bidding on stuff and then yeah. it wasn't until almost six o'clock on Sunday people started messaging me. Hey can hey can I still can I still donate or where can I do? And I'm like, okay, fine. It's like the same thing anytime they offer anything online to buy it. Either you they, people purchase it at the very beginning or it's even like uh, crowdfunding at the very beginning or the very end. They never do it in the middle section. So Yeah, and there was a lot of really great stuff know, there. Yeah. Uh, that that Star Wars teaching kit, I had never seen that before. And I Me consider neither. myself a pretty diehard Star Wars fan as ter- in terms of collectibles. Mm-hmm. And it was cassettes and stuff that I had never seen before. But it was a little Did too- someone win that? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, you won a bunch of stuff. Zach, Zach went yes. and picked up a truckload of things. Yes, what? <laughs> Yeah, I, I won. I won raffles. <laughs> I won that uh, uh, Punisher lithograph signed by Brad Street. And nice, uh, Timothy Jan- uh, Thomas Jane. Sorry, uh, I won the uh, four pack of uh, cold autographs with uh, Billy West and uh, what was it, Sean Patrick Flannery. Nice. Uh, and uh, I picked up uh, an hour long uh, full body massage, which basically that's my birthday present. So. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I wonder yeah. if it's from the same. I hope so. Masseuse that we had there. She was good. We had oh. this incredible masseuse. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Uh, I just had like I think ten minutes, and I I could have gone to sleep. Yeah, it felt so awesome. I would have if Adrian hadn't kept harassing me. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I know we should have a constant twenty four hour stream whenever we the three of us are together, so you can see what's going on because there is constant comic book talk. We can't right. we can't do this show because we'll get together and we just have to like not talk. No, I think that was my favorite point. It, what, granted, it wasn't on the actual like telethon, but we were in the back room. And one of the uh, volunteers just comes up and goes, hey, you know, he found out we like comic books. And he gives us the list. What are the, the highest grossing comic books of all times? And we're sitting there, well, the 10 top most high grossing yeah. comic books. And we're just going, holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> Some of these issues. It's weird to see the stuff that earned money. And then it's really weird to see the stuff that you remember buying and going, oh, wow, that wasn't that good. I know. Right. Uh, oh, I have that X-Force issue. And a bagged one for some reason. <laughs> I did two. I did uh, one and two. I did both so I could read one and keep one. Because, you know, in the 90s, you thought, oh, this is going to be worth hundreds and hundreds of dollars as we grow up. And they're like, 
Three dollars, yay! <laughs> well, uh, let me let me uh, sidestep us from the show for a second and just tell you how much uh, of a fanboy week I had. Um, so after the after we did the telethon, I had already pre-ordered a PlayStation Four Spider-Man edition. So <laughs> that one that was planning on coming in on Friday. I get home, I sleep fourteen hours, uh, wake up, and I'm checking Facebook, and Daniel posts a. Uh, Picture of Titan and and their big sale. Monday was uh, the fifth anniversary for Urban Legends comics, and Titan was having a big Labor Day sale. And there is a Captain Boomerang from the movie that they had for like 70% off. Nice. I got out of bed, put clothes on, drove <laughs> through the rain, and... Uh, had to go buy it. So there's, there, there should be a picture of a bunch of crap I bought. I'm working on that. Okay. <laughs> uh, I got, so I probably spent, I think I spent like 100 bucks at Titan, went to uh, Urban Legends, and he was having a big sale. I got uh, two omnibuses for uh, super cheap because they were in his bargain bin. Whoa. So they were already fifty percent off. So I so there was the New Avengers, the entire Bendis run, I got for sixty two bucks, and then you got the other book for half off that, and this was already half off. So this was an omnibus. <laughs> Do you have that picture up? Hang on, I'm I'm going through the Captain Boomerang stuff. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the, well, he's standing on two of the books, so you should see two of the books. The it's the Guardians run. It's the Abbott. Ab- uh, Landing run, right? Uh, and I got that for twenty five dollars. Nice. I know it's so awesome. I I spent a ton of money, uh, uh, but got a bunch of cool fanboy crap this week. Uh, added to my Captain Boomerang collection. Uh, you should see an image of that because I they had a bunch of the uh, chess pieces and then the random like magazine insert uh, characters that were like made of lead or something. I can't remember. They're pretty heavy. Right. I bought a bunch of those uh, cool. and was able to find uh, a Captain Boomerang in that. So uh, Friday I got home. There's your Omnibuy. There's cat. There's yeah. The, uh, there's the box. Yeah, the box. Shot. I get the shot of the. But social media works. Daniel got me to drive all the way out to <laughs> and spend almost a hundred bucks at at Titan. But then I got my PlayStation Four. Um, two hours of updates later. Yeah, yeah, that a lot a of updates. Hey, at least you had bad bad boys to watch while. What, what that's true. That? That's true. My, <laughs> my steel book of bad boys came in, and Shelby's like, "What's bad boys?" Seriously? <laughs> what? And I'm like, "Yeah," and I was like. She watched it, right? At least the first one. Oh, we, yeah, we we got through the first one, and it, because then the, I, I, I got to bring this debate on air too. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because stick around for just a sec. We'll do it. Well, we had we, well, Ada and I had this debate over the weekend too, uh, and this kind of spurred me from you know from watching Bad Boys too. I was like, um, there, there's an actress that that I feel would be very appropriate to play Catwoman. And Adrian thinks she's too old. Tioni? Tioni? No. No. Yeah. Well, she's definitely too old. But yeah. Yeah. Who? Gabrielle Union. Gabrielle Union. Too. Why do you? Too old. Now. Wow. She's too old. You think she's too old now? Yeah. Have you seen her lately? You need somebody younger. I mean, I hate to say. Yeah. Unless you're playing an aged Catwoman, that like Ben Affleck. I mean. Yeah, I think she could still pull it off. I think you'd still get a great story. I told told him uh, Alexander Dondario. Um, uh, she was in Baywatch. 
Wait, she wasn't in San Andreas, was she? Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, that was randomly on TV at work yesterday, so and I was looking up the cast and I saw the name. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I, I can see that maybe. Mm-hmm. Not saying she'd be perfect. I'm just saying I could probably see. I, mean, I, I see her in a cat suit. Well, let me ask this one. I mean, she's no Yvonne Croy. Wait, wait but, let me ask this then. Uh, sort of comic book related. <laughs> they, they're they're talking about how you know Chris Pine's left Star Trek. Yeah. Mm. They're now talking about jo- uh, Jonathan Joshua Jackson that's maybe coming in as the new Kirk for the new uh, reboots. Pacey. Yeah. Do you think you could see that? Can we? Uh, Will they get in the Mighty Ducks formation? <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, I love Joshua Jackson. I love Fringe, but he's always going to be Pacey. I know. He's always, he's always going to be in the but Mighty Ducks. But they showed Ducks. an older picture. I'm like, you know, I could almost maybe see him as a Kirk. I mean, I, I don't want to see Pine leave, but I don't know. As a I, I enjoyed in Fringe, uh, him in Fringe, so I'd love to yeah. see him do something else because I know he can do uh, more than what he's known for, which mm. is, you know, kid acting. Right. Um. That Spider-Man game's kind of hard. <laughs> <laughs> they have nice levels, so you can uh, easy is friendly, mm-hmm. um, and then medium is spectacular, and hard <laughs> is amazing. amazing. <laughs> nice. Is it the Iron Spartan suit that he's wearing in the, in the game? Or you get a ton of suits because I bought the exclusive one. I got like three uh, three custom suits. I don't even remember which ones they were. Huh. Uh, but yeah, you can. There's tons of in-game stuff. Well, I'm just talking about the suit he's wearing and all the trailers they show. Is that supposed to be Iron oh, Spider? I think it. Yeah, oh, okay. I think it is. Yeah. It just doesn't. At, at no point during the, during the game has uh, the legs come out. Okay. All right. So, uh, and then I tried playing last night. and I was just so tired. I, I'm I'm like on the first level, and I was just like, I can't believe I'm going to go to n- your your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man and try to play it easy just to get through Kingpin because there's there's this level with Kingpin. I was just like, I don't know why I can't beat this. Because uh, you never mind. Because I'm old and I haven't played video games in forever. Uh, so is it open world like most of the other Spider-Man games, or is, are you do you actually have to go on a path to actually advance? It does kind of give you a path, but you're swinging through New York City, so it'll tell you a place in New York City to go to and give you you know a beacon. But you can kind of swing around everywhere, so it's pretty cool. Do you go through? I mean, like the last Spider-Man game I played was um, oh got uh, back not back in black, but it was the one where the, you you sort of had the uh, symbiont with Venom symbiont where he kind of got back. It was for PS2. Oh, oh wow. It's, it's been numerous years, but uh, that, but I mean, the whole thing is like, even though you had a, a kind of story you went through, you had open world, they'd have like muggings happen, you go and fight thugs and stuff and kind of go through and save people and, you know. Oh, see, I, <laughs> I'm the lazy hero. I just want to swing through New York. I don't want to save people. I just want to, I just want to see what, how cool it is. <laughs> and I'll just sit here in R2 and R2 and no, swing. No, I, I mean, I did the same thing with Batman Arkham Asylum, or at least oh, Arkham yeah. City. I would just fly through and wait, if there's any thugs, go down and beat the crap out of them, go it, swing again. Yeah, it's very much that engine. Okay. You know, uh, because you want to be sneaky at some yeah. points and you got to do a couple of different things, but it has some other, uh, nice abilities for Spider-Man. You know, you, you pick up a lot pretty quick to, you know, throw things around. Um, and then there's already downloadable content. Of course. Yeah. They probably so, had that ready before the game even came out. They have three separate stories. One's available now. Of course. So, so as far as PlayStation 4 games, uh, what, ga- what games should I have? Oh, I, no? I, I, I PlayStation. have no idea. I have one system and one system and one. That's the Switch. Oh, wow. I'm not going to P- no. not going PlayStation, not going Xbox. What I about, have a PS4. What do you uh, What do you like? Uh, Injustice and Injustice. I want to well, get Injustice okay. too. Yeah, just because it's a it's a really well done fighting game. Uh, you also have uh, like it's a great uh, a great story. Really, honestly. yeah. Well, I played that. I played some at Cidercade uh, when we went because they had that set up at the like the gaming uh, console yeah. place, and I love playing that game. It's fun. Are you uh, if you want eight hours of just dumb. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's, it's basically about. It's basically probably about. I have so many jokes in my head, I just can't stop. It's the, the Deadpool game. 
Oh, yes. I, ha- oh, I have it for the Xbox it, 360. It, it, the dialogue's clever. You know, just it's not a well done game. But it, but, but just funny. just if you leave it up while the menu's going, he'll talk. Yeah. And I love I love listening to that because it's yeah. it's all just. And I think Daniel Way wrote that game, and he's like one of the best uh, Deadpool writers. Uh, right. Only one I can really give you because I know it's on PlayStation Four is if you if you like RPGs. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of JRPGs. There's a uh, it's a line of uh, JRPGs, but they're free action. They're called E's. Y apostrophe S. But okay. they they have some of the most beautiful music, art, and everything. But they have E's eight for the PlayStation Four. It's on the Switch too. But okay. it's, it's one that's just a lot of fun to go through. E's eight. Yeah. I, I bought two things. I, of course, I bought the first Spider Man. Of course. Expansion, but I but but because I had my PlayStation, I got twenty percent off, and I bought The Last of Us because I had heard that that game it's a really good game. I've only got I haven't gotten very far in it, but it's really well done. So those are going to be my two big quests: going and just playing some PlayStation Four, and uh, man, yeah, and that and that custom skin is great. Oh, it's so cool! It is so cool. I, I I I took all my uh, Marvel Infinities and put it around it because she'll be. Shelby was able to find like the hard to find ones, uh, so I think I have the whole set now. Nice. So yeah, yeah, you could still buy that game on, on the PlayStation Network, and I was like, what? It doesn't have a server. Why would you sell? I know. A game I was, like, like was, was going to say it's too bad it's not around anymore, but yeah, you know, I, it'd be nice to find a purpose for all those figures because I do love the look and style of them. Um, I haven't been able to read any comics this week. And we put a ban on Kyle from talking about the Justice League because it ended this week. You two would have read it, or at least you have read it. I know. I just no time this week. No time. No time for comics. I'm sorry. Uh, I did read one. Uh, they're starting the release of the new Vertigo titles, mm. and so they have the new title Border Town that I got a chance to look at, and it, it looks pretty good. Yeah, they're kind, they're kind of going with this mythos of the uh, Chupacabra and other other mystical creatures, but that's going to be, I think, the main focus. It's, you know, that they're going with right now. So. Thank you, Adrian. <laughs> Adrian wants to watch our show. I know. I well, I, br- I brought in a couple of uh, Sandman books for Adrian. Um, and the new Sandman title, The Dreaming, came out mm-hmm. and The Endless came out. Yeah, uh, are you going to pick those up? I'm sure eventually. It depends how I like this. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think once you get through those, it's just going to be such a weird to go from Neil Gaiman's voice on those characters to I think Cy Spurrier's doing one, and I can't remember who's doing the other one. I think there were four different authors in the Endless book. So I hope I hope we can find somebody who captures that voice and those characters really well. Right. Uh, that'll be the ultimate success of that book. Because uh, they always have great artists. You always see such incredible artists go through Vertigo, and you go, oh, I can't wait to see what book they do next. And they seem to just kind of go outside the comic book realm, and right. I hate that. I, I want to see some really great artists stick with it, stay in the Vertigo world, or you know, expand out to some of the other places so we can see some of their art. Right. Um, I've been reading, well, actually, I've been reading a lot. Um, so at some of the downtime during Who Needs Sleep, I finished <laughs> Dark Victory. Oh, yeah. Um, like that book a lot. Um, 12 Reasons Why I Love Her. Oh, yeah. That was a really good book. Um, I know Jolie Jones was uh, the artist on that, yeah. and she's fantastic. Hey, real, real quick, how long did it take you to read uh, 12 Reasons Why? You're a dick. <laughs> um. no, no, my point is, he's in the back room. He's taking forever to you know, both read Spider-Man Blue and 12 Reasons, and we have our friend Jen's in the back, and he hands her the book like 20 minutes later. That was really good. He's like, wait, you finished that already? <laughs> You're a dick. Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 
Is this comic shaming? Is oh, yes, what this it is. is. This is no very problem. much comic shaming. <laughs> um, Red Kingdom Come. Oh, yeah. And Fantastic book. Okay. Fantastic book. The art's just great. Um, I have to ask, did the copy you read, did, you, did it have the epilogue where they made it Planet Krypton? No, it did not. Damn. Okay. That's, that, that's, it had the year later where they all met up at the restaurant. That's what I'm saying, Planet Krypton. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I forgot that was the name of the restaurant. But yes, okay, that, that, that's almost that really I have cool. to. If you don't know, I always remember. I always can't remember the bars that are set up in different universes because I think in the Image universe there is a Clark's bar that is Clark Kent mm-hmm. in their universe. Weird thing is, uh, one of the things I loved about this is the uh, before we had the New Fifty Two when they were doing the, the run of Justice Society. The uh, Kingdom Come Superman actually came to the normal the DC universe, mm-hmm. and, uh, they, and, and then you find out that, ba- late, that later that the Starman from the Le- Legion of Superheroes is from had tra- traveled to universes and he was part of the Kingdom Come universe until he came back to our universe. Yeah, so I anyway, just it just I like how they tied stuff like that into together. Uh, one more thing I did catch up on this week was um, a buddy of mine loaned me all the issues of Old Man Logan. Oh, so it's yes. up to issue number eight. Dude. It is awesome. <laughs> it's so fun. Are you reading it? I've read it. Oh, really? Yeah, remember no, no, no. Old Man Logan. Game. I'm sorry. Old Man Hawkeye. <laughs> oh, okay. That, no. Awesome. Okay, because I was like going, oh, you're finally reading Old if Man you, Logan. If you liked Old Man Logan, the Mark Wade run, the original one. Oh, uh, okay. I th- I'm, I'm Mark Miller is the Mark one. Mil- yeah, Mark Miller. I'm oh, okay. sorry. Yeah. Um, if you read his run, then you'll love this Old Man Hawkeye. Yeah. It, um, it goes back and explains some things like, uh, remember the T-Rex? That was uh, chasing Logan. Yes. Okay, the the Venom T Rex. Venom T Rex. Yeah. Yeah. We got a we got a uh, we got a glimpse of how that came to be and who he was actually chasing in that scene in Old Man Logan. Oh, dude. And why he was chasing him. Um, you get uh, the Venom symbiote taking over uh, uh, Jamie Madrix. So dude. now you have multiple Venoms chasing after Old Man is Hawkeye. Is it Venom Venom or is it just a symbiote? It's a symbiote. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Kate Bishop shows up, oh. so you get old woman Hawkeye, old woman Hawkeye. <laughs> or uh, middle-aged woman Hawkeye. You find out what happened to like we know in Old Man Logan that Logan killed all the X Men. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we find out what happened to all the Avengers. Hawkeye just took them out. No, <laughs> but you find out how that happened and how that came to pass. And I would guess Ultron with a universe. No. Mm-mm. But um, well, actually. <sighs> There's three Avengers teams, um, one led by Captain America, Black Panther, and one led by Captain Marvel. And then there's another you, team by Miss Marvel or Captain you, Marvel. Like so, Carol. 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 Oh, yeah. The way you said, I think you were yeah. like male. Um, and uh, the four teams led by Clint Barton. So you find out how all of them died except for Clint. Oh man! And so it, Clint's the only survivor of a team. Yeah, and he's at, and he's actually dating Black Widow. At the time, makes sense. Yeah. And of course, her death is gruesome. It's super traumatic. Yeah. Real quick, um, on the same side note, have you any of you guys read the new West Coast Avengers? Uh, yes. What do you think? It looks fun. I know. It's, I it's, mean, it's different, but it, about- I was just listening to the podcast on the way in of the author or the the woman writing that. Oh, uh, uh, is it Kelly? Yes. Yeah. Um, talking Kelly jo- about yeah Jones or Johnson? Jones, I believe. Okay. It's. It's different. Like, I, mean, right I, I was always a fan okay. of the original West Coast Avengers more than I, I yeah. the original Avengers at that time. And they're just like, you know, it's just, it's you know both Hawkeyes, and then you have um, oh, uh, what's her name? Uh, one America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then I always forget the character Thompson. Thompson. Damn. 
and then a huge tigra. That just, and it was like, what is going on here? You know, it's, I don't know. Like, they, they've been having these, it looks like they've been trying to have a lot of fun with some of these, like, bringing back the new mutants and the exiles. And the exiles are kind of, I don't know, I just it wasn't too big on the, the current team. Is anyone having more fun at Marvel than Donny Cates? I don't know. He gets a new book every week. Know, He's always doing something cool. His, I mean, what came out last week? Uh, Venom in Vietnam. What? Story, yes. Have y'all not seen this one? What? I got I to pull up the title. It's Donny Cates is doing it. I can't remember who, he, who, who he's doing it with, but it's a, it's a Venom. In the current Venom storyline, him and uh, Ryan Stegman, who um, really needs a PlayStation 4. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Stegman was on this week uh, really begging for a Spider-Man PlayStation 4. So, PlayStation, if you listen to our show, Ryan Stegman, please help him out. You know, he draws Spider-Man for a living. Right. Um, it's... It's the origin of the government's use of symbiotes, and they use them in Vietnam. And it's kind of cool because there's a. Uh, I picked up a variant cover of. Uh, I'm trying to remember. Uh, so the, uh, basically, the retcon everything where the symbiotes have been on Earth for a while. Yeah, and then the government has uh, weaponized it, of course. You know, because that's what they do. Well, no, I just read. Uh, I was looking at the current issue of the like normal Venom series, and you find out that basically the current. Symbiote that's Venom had a prior host and it was a Cree. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just like, what is it? Okay. Um, I can't find it. I'll, I'll find the name here in a second and put it up or tweet it out. Hopefully, I can get a picture of that variant cover because it, it kind of reminded me of the old uh, Nam comics. Right. Oh, no. Nam was okay, but there was uh, another war book that I really had fun. I, I remember a friend had given me a whole bunch of issues with Sergeant Rock. The DC, yeah. DC Comics with Sergeant Rock and his, and it wasn't Helen Commandos, but his group of guys. Was it Joe Kubert art? I think so. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's those, good stuff. Those, like, it was from the, like, the early 80s, but they were real fun. Okay, so the Vietnam book is called v- Vietnam. Oh, Lord. Venom. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. So Venom. reach for that. <laughs> <laughs> reach. Keep going. You almost got it. Okay. Um, and, and that looks pretty exciting. I mean that with Cosmic Ghost Rider and all the he just kind of goes like oh this he's got mean, Howard the Duck. Uh, but I thought you didn't read Marvel anymore. I don't. Mm. And yet you know about these titles. Yeah, yeah they're all on the web. <laughs> they, in fact, Moon Knight is uh, not officially canceled, but Max Bemis is leaving. I think after issue two hundred. You said this, and no plans for anything after that. So I give it three months. They'll have him back. Put Donny Cates on it, make him part Venom. I don't know. You know, it just seems like he knows what to do with these characters to kind of just push them all together and make cool, make cool shit. I'd like to send a shout out to Mark Walters. Uh, have you seen the lineup that's coming for the holiday Dallas comic show? No. Who's in it? Uh, Frank Cho's coming. Ooh. Um, Brent Peoples is coming. Uh, who else? Uh, I can't think of any artists off the top of my head, but he posted it the other day, and it looked like a really good lineup. Yeah, you know, it's going to be a nice because you know we didn't get to go last couple weeks ago, so um, I think that'll be a good first comic book show to take my uh, daughter to. Yeah, Cheryl Lee from Twin Peaks mm-hmm. will be there. Uh, Frank Cho, uh, Transformers and Black Sail star Mark Ryan has a oh. Oh, French show. John Timms, Carrie Nord, Andrew Robinson, Brandon Peterson, Brent Peoples, Carrie Nick, Nord, Nick Patera, and Joe Isama, Cheryl Lee, Ray Wise, Monica Real, and Jamie Marchi. 
Ray Wise, I want to meet. Yeah. yeah. Ray Wise has been in a movie you have seen. Like, yeah. That's the best way yeah. to describe it. That yeah. guy's done so much stuff. But I do love him on um, Twin Peaks. Um, and the weirdest role that he does, I mean, for Wasn't me. Wasn't he on Fringe for a little bit? Was he on Fringe? Probably. I think so. He was I'm in, sure he did an episode. He was in the last run of Fargo. That was just weird. Yeah. Uh, fresh off the boat. He plays the wacky oh, yeah. yeah. I It's such a weird role for a guy I see freak out in Twin Peaks to see him do this. So. Right. Uh, and, of course, RoboCop. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, we also have a casting. Uh, Crystal Reed, who you guess... Uh, She's on, on Gotham? Gotham. Yeah. yeah okay. She was a Falcone's daughter. And yeah. also Gordon's love interest for season four. Nice. Mm-hmm. She kind of has a little. Um, oh, she's she, Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm trying to think. She kind of looks like the Khaleesi a little bit. A little bit. Yeah, except when she, you know, when she doesn't have the white hair. Uh, she's going to be Abby Arcane in the new Swamp Thing, which I'm, I'm kind of excited for. I'm down. Yeah, I'm very excited for it. In fact, I when I came in, I asked the guys uh, when the DC Universe cutoff is because I want to get the first three months for free. Because that Doom Patrol casting looks amazing. I just want to see Robot Man. That's the thing I'm most excited for. Um, I don't know. Like I, said, I told you earlier, I'm excited about Stargirl. Because they're actually going with the lineage of uh, from the JSA. Her yeah. From that, I'm like, if they even add even like a few people, like even cameos with JSA in this series, I'm, I'm down. Well, I mean, didn't uh, Jeff Johns create her with Stars and Stripes? Yeah. And and ever since he's been charged, she she gets in the CW universe as part of the original JS or Justice Society. Yeah, she was, there, she was in Smallville. She was in uh, Legends. I mean, she's she was a part of the Justice League. She was in Smallville. Yeah, they, they, two hour crossover they had with the JSA. She was she basically because um, I remember the, Starman. The, the, in the it. original no, it was your stars. It wasn't Starman. It was uh, original Star uh, Starboy or whatever. I, I, the original guy who teamed with Dugan. Uh, it was a part of Stripes. Okay. Yeah, he was a part of the uh, oh, Infinity Incorporated. Also, he started in, uh, the book back in DC. Yeah. He dies at the b- very beginning, and so he has the rod, and so she ends up taking the rod and becomes Star Girl in the, in the series. So she's in the movie, and now she makes an appearance later in a cameo, in, I think season uh, nine with the Kryptonians when they're on Earth. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah and she, you know, and she's been on um, um, part of Justice Legends. League. Yeah, well, no, the Legends and Justice League and uh, Unlimited. The Bruce Timm series. She was in there with Stars and Stripes. Yeah. And it's like, so she's been a prominent character in the, in the DC you know, like cinematic and film universe. So Yeah. But so far, really, she had Stars and Stripes. She was in JSA. She was in one version of the Justice Society. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, the Justice League. Was she? I don't think she's ever been a part of the Justice League. I thought she was in one version no, of it. No, she, uh, she was. After the New 52, it was the yeah. Justice League uh, of America that uh, Martian Manhunter, uh, after Amanda Waller created her team, then they decided to make their own team. This one had um, Adam Strange and Hawkman. And uh, Green Arrow was a part of the team. Okay. They, that lasted all of maybe eight issues, and then they retconned it all again before they knew where they were going. Retcon. Retcon, retcon, retcon. DC. The, the, the nemesis of all fanboys. Hey, uh, DC Universe, uh, just in case you're looking for other content, you know, a Jack Nightstar Man series would be good. Um, <laughs> just saying. I, I, that, and did we, I was going to say, we, we went through uh, some books last week uh, when Kyle was out, and we need, to, we need to recap some of these for him. Please. Um, because these are our essential reads, and the thing that really I'm enjoying about this is is I see what I really get knee deep in and enjoy the most, and then go what what am I lacking from comics? What am right. I missing? Um, so the first book uh, we said last week was Starman, 
and <laughs> Adrian has not read it. I know he hasn't. So I'm excited because we could do a book club in here after Adrian reads it and really dig deep, get some deep can, cuts. Can we kick out the next hour and just not do just a sec? Because we, we're going to get two hours of this, please. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. You pay for it. We're good. Okay. Right. I'm, I'll get the money for a two-hour discussion. <laughs> uh yeah, because man, we could we could spend a lot of time. Uh-huh. I almost think that uh, uh, that may be a choice for a book club we do in here. Maybe the first twelve issues. That was the only reason I never put it on the list, was because I mean, being my favorite series, I didn't want that to be like you know. I, I almost feel like that's me trying to push my favorite book. I wanted other. Well, if it, if it's your favorite series, then of course you. I would know, but like, I, I've talked about it so essential. much. I wanted to get other books I hadn't really brought up, and so. But essential, I mean, that that, that kind of forces us to define it. Yeah, and right. to me, well, I can do that all day long. If if you think it's essential, then there's something in it that you feel is worthy of comic. Do you have a trade? I have them all. I don't. I don't, I don't have the uh, the hardbacks that you do, but I have all the trade yeah. paperback. Uh, Why don't you bring me to trade or hardbacks, and I'll, <laughs> I'll read. I'll it. do it. All right. Actually, I got a copy of the second trade paperback you can have if you want it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. to me, it ties the old and the new. It ties perfectly. You know, um, it truly is the reluctant hero. That was the only book because that came out of a, a zero hour, which I, and I still say is one of the most underrated uh, DC event books out there because that was them trying to retcon everything after a crisis. Oh, okay. And I'm not saying it was great. I've seen no, it, but no, no. I just I got an idea for a show. But uh, that was like <laughs> they, they, they did all these like they restarted all the DC books at episode jeez issue zero, but they did a couple new ones, and that was the only one that I re- I stuck with because you know it being. 15 or 16, buying all these comics, I had to have everything at that point, 94. And this was the only book that I constantly stayed with from issue 1 to issue 80. Yeah. I think we're going to have to have a comic book court, and uh, you will have to defend Zero Hour. That's fine. You have to defend Ultimate Fantastic Four. Easy. Okay. All right. (laughs) I'm I'm putting that one down. Start studying. Get an online law degree. That's right. Put you to shame on that Ultimate Fantastic Four book and the <laughs> well, I'm beauty defend that is. Zero Hour. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like Adrian's next pick. It was Planetary. I've never read it. I'm, I'm not saying it's not essential, but I just it was one of those books I just couldn't get through. Oh my gosh, man! It's only like 27, 28 issues. Yeah, but I mean, it's, I, I tried reading it. Just, just something about that I, because I was so embedded with DC and Marvel, I just did just image. I can only do so much. I, Actually, I, that surprises me because it has so much DC and Marvel lore in it. I know, I know. I I just want to give him the uh, Monster Island issue, right. just because he's such a Godzilla fan. Right. So to kind of, I think I read those three. I, I think I picked yeah. those three up just because of like they had the, like the dead bodies of like Ghidorah and Godzilla yeah. on the island. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think when it pans up, it's a Mothra. Yeah. Um, we three. Oh, wait, we three is that the. Uh, Dog, cat, and re- I read yes. it. I read that. Okay, so I'm surprised you, you guys are putting it as essential. Like, it was I, good, but it, to uh, me, it's an essential because it's a non-superhero book written yeah. by Grant Morrison and that Frank Vertical, Quietly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a really good one. Um, you know, I kind of I like those animal stories. I like you know, like Secret of Nim, and, and you know, just uh, growing up, I always uh, I think there's a one called Plague Dogs that's very similar to this. Uh, I love. Like the animal centric stories no, that I kind gotcha. of uh, you know, well, that's and it I, also shows the the humanity of, of the main character, which when they flesh out into uh, a screenplay because Grant Morrison is writing the screenplay for this, um, I, I'm, I'm just kind of exceed more of the the humans around it and how it works. That's one thing I really liked about Vertical. I mean, granted, they had a lot of stuff that I just couldn't get into, but they, yeah. but they at that time DC was not afraid to take chances that weren't superhero based stuff. Marvel 
really didn't do that. Everything was set in the 616 universe. You know, they, they tried stuff with Marvel Knights where they made some of the other heroes darker. They had the Ultimate Universe, but it was still super superhero-centric. Vertigo allowed you to have something that wasn't based in the normal universe, that wasn't superhero. It was like, so like again, it's, it's a, a dog, cat, and um, rabbit who are basically modified to become weapons of mass destruction. And that's why I'm just like, this is kind of really interesting. You know, you guys are, you know, you're taking a chance. And for me, Frank, Quali- uh, Frank Quietly's art in that yeah. is more structured and... Uh, planned out than anything else I've seen. Uh, while I love to see g- huge splash pages, he does these small boxes for storytelling effect mm-hmm. that are incredible and I love. Um, this is one I'm going to have to revisit. Adrian uh, suggested Astro City. Kurt Busiek's... I read it for a little bit. I just, I got, just didn't, I didn't stay with it. This wasn't something that... I don't know. I just... Kind of lost interest in. I, I've read various issues, but I think I'm going to have to revisit it, and I'm going to just have Adrian pick pick out a run. Oh, I know what other one I should. I, if I was here, I would have recommended. Go ahead, Mike Howard's Madman. That is that's just and just does everything everything from those until when he does the uh, the Super Team and everything. It's just his art, the '60s kind of mod style to the culture, you know. And one of my favorite crossovers is still when they did Madman uh, crossover with Superman. Yeah, where they like when they got crossed in this vortex and, they, and like. Superman becomes part Madman. Madman becomes part Superman, and it's just and Mike Mike Allard's art style. Even I wasn't, I mean, even though I wasn't the biggest fan of the book, I, I still read everything until they finished when he was doing uh, X Force and they became ecstatic. I have all those issues, you know, and just I almost bought that ecstatic uh, omnibus. Not my favorite book, but the art just kept me in there. I I'd never seen anything like it when it yeah. came out. Loved it. Loved the art. I've never read Mad Men. Really? I'm going to have to add this to the list. I got my, I'll have to find them, but I have all the trade paperbacks. Because it, it, it's got, started, no, it didn't even start an image. I think, I can't remember where it started, but then Image released, and then Oni, I have it because Oni released a whole bunch of his stuff. And so, mm. yeah, that, you, that's. Adrian, have you read it? What's that? Mad Men? No. Oh, that's that. that Adrian. Yeah. I might, and, and then I think what we're going to do is once we compile this list, if there's certain arcs, because like for yeah. me, Astro City might be a certain arc I want to read, and I'm going to have Adrian yeah. pick that out. I'll have you pick out an arc on Madman because I know, I th- you know, maybe I need to reread the origin. I'll reread the origin. Yeah. Um, Zach jumped in with Lobo's Paramilitary Christmas. To me, that is incredible one shot. Simon Bisley. Uh, the early level stuff was really good. So fantastic. And a cool, you know, this is one I needed to make a note on because I know that there is a student film version of this oh, somewhere geez. on YouTube, and it is awesome. It is, it, it is really, really brilliant. Holy cow. Yeah, so I'll try to post that to the Facebook uh, um, feed so everyone can check that out. Uh, Lobo. Um, next book, I, Dark Knight Returns. It's still essential. No, no, it's essential. I'm just over it. I mean, I've, it's just, I just, I, it's like with Watchmen, the hype's gotten so Tell much. Tell us how you really stuff. feel. No, no, no. <laughs> it's an awesome book. And, I, and I, I'll be straight up honest, I always like Dark Knight more than Watchmen. But I just, it's just like, I've read it so much times, and it, especially after Batman v Superman, it's like, I just, I'm done. I don't need to read anymore. I, I can sit there and tell you the whole thing, and, you know, it's, it doesn't, it's not exciting for me anymore. Did you, did you all see Dave Gibbons read the uh, Watchmen television treatment and gave it a thumbs up? Hmm, interesting. I mean, I'm sure they handed him the check, and he said, "Yeah." yeah. <laughs> right. I don't. I don't know how you can read something that was created in a universe you created, and then I don't know. <laughs> can I throw another one out? Yeah. 
Stan Sakai's Usagi Yojimbo. Okay. That is, and that one's, I, that's going to be hard to tell you like arcs in that one, but like I have a whole bunch of the from picking up a hat price books, but I have a, like a, like my list is like this big. I have like the uh, the paperback omnibus. Oh, really? Of that, the first okay, one. That's yeah. good. That's good. So, yeah. But that's that's just if you like. And we actually read that for comic book club this past year, so I still have it. So I'll break that out. Okay. Then just his art, the story, like if you like feudal samurai Japan, grants animals, but just and especially with the fact it ties in with TMNT, it's just that's. You have to at least try that one. You did that for Comic Book Club, right? Yeah. Yeah. And in this next book, we uh, are we doing it this year? We did it last year? Vision. I was Y'all did it last year. We did it last year, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom King and the Marvel Universe home run. Uh, you know, it's kind of weird because I Is almost. That the title? Huh? Is that the title? Uh, the Vision. Oh, no, sorry. I think you said Tom King home run. I was like, that's a book I never heard of. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Just Tom King at Marvel, that was a home run yeah. book. And I don't think, and it's weird because it's like you saw this guy doing incredible work, mm-hmm. did something to make him go to DC, and now he's writing books you wish you had. Yeah. The Vision Row was good. Yeah. I mean, just a different take I, that I've never seen on that character. And they, and, still, and they still have him in that. Because, I mean, like, um, like, granted, it's only, let me, let's just put it this way. It, the current line, he still has his daughter, and the daughter is now a part of the champions. Which, yeah. And I still like, I like the fact there's still, it, but it could have been something that like might have been set like you know in the Marvel universe, but outside the Marvel universe. But they have actually tied it to the current like stuff that's going inside the Marvel universe. So I thought that was nice. They kept that going. Yeah. The, <laughs> this is the next book I picked. It's kind of funny because when I was at I was at Titan, we're digging through these boxes. There's a lot of these action figures, and there's this one action figure that they had so many of. And this guy goes, "Man, why do you think they have so many?" And I go, "I don't know. How many people like to have an?" action figure of a rapist so what book am i talking about the watchman nope i, uh, I don't know revenge of the nerds has, has oh <laughs> we don't we don't talk about that <laughs> I, had to, I had to go hunt that down on blu-ray and and to get revenge of the nerds because it has that uncomfortable rape scene in it's it oh really uncomfortable now yeah i don't watch the whole thing is just identity crisis and dr light Oh, there were yeah. so many Dr. Light figures, and, they, and when I said that, that guy goes, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, was, I, I thought the story for Identity Crisis was decent. I was not a fan of the art. Some of that art just didn't really... Uh, Rags Morales? Yeah, oh, I, just, I, I love it. I love it. I just... I don't know. I, I've seen better. Yeah. That, well, I would say there's some hit and misses in there. I think there's some... The funeral scene is not that great, but... Uh, I love the fact, like, you know, it's the Justice League versus Deathstroke, and Deathstroke takes them all out. It's just like... Okay, and then and then you have Green Arrow just jump on top of him and stick his uh, arrow right through the eye socket of Deathstroke. I'm like, and th- this is starting what would make for Green Arrow having Deathstroke as his nemesis for season two of Arrow. I don't I don't think if that hadn't happened, I don't think we would have had Slade in season two of Arrow. But that, that said, but that's when you know you had uh, after you had the whole Infinite Crisis, you had another year. That's when Green Arrow goes you know goes to train, becomes better, becomes the mayor of uh, uh, Star City. Deathstroke comes in and goes, "Wait a second, you've trained, you've gotten better." And he has all the and he's mayor has all the police force against him. He goes, "Okay, we'll, we'll try this again." But it, like he, he beat Deathstroke on honest terms, and I was like, "That's that had to lead into the storytelling for the TV series." Um, Adrian, uh, had his uh, last pick was one of my favorite books. Hawkeye by Matt Fraction and David Aha. So, like, uh, oh, it's like the current, like, uh, young Hawkeye? No, no, no. Uh, the uh, My dog. Life is a Weapon, Pizza Dog, Matt Fraction's run. 
No, but we're, we're talking about like we were talking about old man Hawkeye earlier. I so said we're talking about young Hawkeye in the sixties. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. This is the current. Okay. Yeah. Post Avengers Hawkeye. Okay. Right. right. Avengers film. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, because I always remember that him jumping off the building in the movie, and that's how they open that first page is him jumping off the building and then actually dealing with the consequences of hitting a car when he falls. <laughs> um, so Madman Usagi Yojimbo. Man, I got a lot to read. Uh, I, I think Usagi Yojimbo is going to be a revisit for me, though. Um, I'm really looking forward to that one, and, and I think there's a lot of great. Um, I mean, if we're talking about, I mean, throw Starman on there. If, if it's okay, I'll, I'll definitely Starman would be at the top of my list for essentials. But I, 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 I figured I wanted, I wanted to leave it off just because I wanted to throw other stuff out there. Yeah, but but I think to me when I look at the parts of it, it makes it a better book. You and know, I can, if I give I, it to somebody, they they go, "Well, what's this?" And I go, "It's a guy." going into the superhero world who doesn't want to. Well, and the thing is, even though it's 80 issues, they actually really do have different like story arcs. Like, you know, you know, you you could look at Superman, Batman, Spider-Man and these other books and like you could, you know, they they collect trade paperbacks, but sometimes it, ha- it hangs off in uh, one issue where the next issue still continues the storyline. With the Starman, they like that first trade paperback, it issues 1 through 6 starts one storyline and then when you start the next one, it's a whole other thing. It's yeah. Like, it knows how to break up, you know, not to make it monotonous or anything. Well, we got we got enough time to do one book a piece. So, Adrian, you got anything you want to recommend to the essential? I'm kind of looking through my list, and I, I, what's really strange, and I and I actually talked to Daniel about this. There's a lot of Batman that you can put in an essential read. Right. I'd like to get him in here and narrow it down to two. <laughs> That would be interesting. Yeah, because Question we... Long Halloween. Oh, Lord, here we go. No, I'm being serious. Those are the two I put. Of course. Wow. All right, well, then we need to prepare... I think we need to prepare a Batman episode. And the two... Because I don't think... Two essential reads and why. You have to define it. Oh, actually. All right? I'll say this much. Okay, well, Death in the Family. Why? Because that was... I think that was a pivotal thing when it came to comic book, because it gave... You know, they brought Jason Todd in, and and basically they gave people the right to say, hey, does this kid die or live? And it was a unanimous. People, like, wanted him dead. They called it in. They right. said, basically, they called I, him off. I almost want to rule it out because of that aspect. That, to me, is the but it, fanboy out. rage. Right. You know, that you see online that are, you know, it's just, like, why would you take it out on, on Robin? But it, but it also brings in for a really awesome character later. Yeah. Red Hood. It does, and, and if we didn't have that, and again, becoming the villain for Hush, he was the man. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean that, that, that's why we want to have those episodes because yeah. I really want to dig Other deep than that, into. Like, no, I'm, I'm just trying to think because I don't really get into Batman series that much. I, I have the tr- I have the hardcover back for Death of the Family, which I haven't read everything through, but it's just there isn't much Batman that I would. Those are the two titles that I I read, and I was like, oh my god, these are like great books. Other than that, I just don't pick up that much of the Batman stuff because like, the, the overall Bat family doesn't interest me that much. Yeah. Wow. I'm kind of curious because it, it's almost like I want to find a side character and go, well, what so about side char- I know side characters. If you want to do it, I'd say go back and read uh, Nightwing. The first run of Nightwing from the late 90s was, I think, perfect. Chuck Dixon. Chuck Dixon. Yeah, okay. that was just, holy crap. You know, even, the, uh, even some of the early Robin stories I thought were pretty, with Tim Drake, I thought were pretty fun. Tim Drake's fun, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to throw one out there because this might, might be bring about some debate. Uh, the Walking Dead. I'm going to put Volume 1, Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, you probably can't find a more 
a, a bigger seller horror book. Not it, it. I mean, the thing I'm approaching this one with not superheroes, horror. It's run for uh, over what over 150 issues. Oh, at least, yeah. Um, its influence in pop culture from the TV show has been incredible. I mean, we're about to enter what season nine or ten? Nine. Yeah, season nine. Um, and I mean, just the art is always consistently good. I mean, you just had uh, who is it? Tony Moore and Chuck Aldred uh, doing art on the, on those books. Again, cons- consistency will always be rewarded with me because I love to see a team stay together like that. Um, there's a lot of legal drama in, in those three people right. if you want to research that stuff. But for me, it's uh, it comes down to Rick, his story, the incredible characters that are developed, and I'm just talking about the comic. If you if you're into the TV show. I still recommend the comic because you're going to get some of the same stories with different characters. So the different characters style affect how everything goes. No, there's no Daryl Dixon. The story's still fine, (laughs) but there's just so much in the walking dead. I love, uh, horror wise and artistically, man, it's just, I, some splash pages are incredible. And then sometimes you just moments, Carl, the Carl being shot moment, you know, they just kind of go, Oh wow. Uh, and I, I love everything both about that them. book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, both of them. Sorry. Um, have either of y'all read walking dead? No, no, I have, I, I, I'm up to three in the omnibus. Okay. Uh, so I'm, I don't know what the latest one is. That one would be a hard read for me because I just, the art being black and white, and the art just didn't do it for me. Wow, really? I mean, and I've watched the, like I mean, I've watched the first couple seasons, and well, I watched them until like season seven. But it's just, I tried to go back and look at the, uh, reading some of the single issues, and it's just they're so far ahead. I just it's kind of hard to want to go back and I don't know because it's that because it's long form. It's hard to just find a yeah. random one shot to read. You kind of have to stick with the whole book. But. I mean, if you want if you want an arc, read the governor. The just governor because we, yeah. we talked about this on the on the telethon. Oh my god, he's terrifying. He, he the best villain. I mean. As much as people make a big thing about Negan, the governor was ten times better in the book. I don't. I agree. It. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Adrian, you got a book for us. Yeah, you keep coming back to me. No. Um, <laughs> no. Come on, Adrian. You've been quiet this whole episode, man. Take part in the show. I was seeing if you got into my medical bag. <laughs> <laughs> God, I hate you, Kyle. Um, <laughs> I got nothing. Um, <laughs> I can't think of another central book. Like, I know. I, I think of I think of a lot of good books. Yeah, but I don't know if they're actually. If I would consider them essential reads. Well, just the first one on the top of your head that you think is really good. That you that you'd have to recommend. Let's just off the table. Not essential. Just one that you'd have to recommend to somebody to read. And, and I'm always curious too when you guys put your list together. Do you ever get to a point where you go, "Man, I, I, I may have too many of this person or this artist care. or this run"? I don't care. Really? Yeah. I, I think about it sometimes because a lot of uh, love and sales stuff on there. A I lot of it. <laughs> well, Grant Morrison for me and more analysis. Books often just say, "Read anything by this person." Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then I go, "Is that just the style?" Like to me, do no, I just in my like opinion, that? Tim Sale, Jeff Loeb, they're all essential reads I mean, because. The thing is, they're all closed knit books. You don't have to go 
back and read the whole you line know what? of Spider-Man or Hulk. You can read Hulk Gray, Spider-Man Blue. Yeah. I'll put Old Man Logan, the Miller run, okay. on, on there. Um, and the reason being is because even if you know just a little bit about comics, yeah, um, it takes it so far out of the comics world, uh, the, the continuity, that you get a little bit of you get a little bit of history. Um, it's an insane story. Spider buggy. Uh, yeah, you get spider buggy. Um, Which I wish they'd put out. I don't um, know why that's not a current action figure. The you can Hulks. Buy. You oh know, um, I want to buy the Hulk family. Yeah, the Hulk. Fa- I mean, it's just it's just a fun read. It, it's it's a, a little brutal. Um, I like the world they set up. And don't um, give it to your kids. No, you don't give it to your kids. <laughs> not, not, one, about not one for the children. Olivia, if you're watching this, you will not read this for a while. Um, <laughs> Daddy, guess what but, I got? <laughs> what is preacher? Yeah. <laughs> Damn it, is that a religious comic? <laughs> <laughs> That's the story of Jesus. Mm-mm. No, it's not. Well, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's an alternate story of Jesus. Um, but yeah, uh, I would recommend. <laughs> I would recommend uh, Old Man Logan. That Old is, Man uh, Logan. Yeah. I don't know if it's a central read, but it's definitely a fun read. I think it's something that everybody should read. It is one of the funnest reads for me. Just being a fan, uh, it it pulls from things you may or may not know, but you don't need to know them. No, I you mean don't. you just need to know who a Hawkeye is. Mm-hmm. Uh, you need to know who Logan is. That's it. And that's one of the reasons why I love Old Man Hawkeye so much because. They tap a lot of back into that and explain some things that went on there. Like, um, now how can I protest Marvel if you keep pitching me Marvel books? You're going to come back. Yes, you're coming back. <laughs> um, like, okay, so that scene where the um, the dinosaur is chasing Wolverine and Hawkeye. Oh yeah. Okay, you know, uh, one of the ending shots of that little snippet. Um, you know, Wolverine said something about how the past always comes back to haunt you, or or, or you got to keep running for, or it might you can't turn around and look at the past because it might catch you. Yeah, there's something that happens in Old Man Hawkeye that makes what Wolverine says mean something more. totally different oh. and mean more. So yeah, it's it, it's it's a great companion piece for old. If you Go and pick up Old Man Hawkeye. You have to at some point pick up Old Man Logan and yeah. read it. And that matter of fact, after reading the first, um, the first, uh, the first book yeah. in Old Man Hawkeye is when I decided I need to go back and reread Old Man Lo- or read Old Man Logan. I will purchase them only on sale. Okay, <laughs> well, just go to Amazon right now then. Oh yeah, <laughs> whichever whichever As one gives me fact, the best uh, deal. The first six issues are collected already. And Amazon has it for ten bucks. Yeah, it should be twenty, but yeah. Well, uh, I'll compile these, put them with our last show, and then our next episode will be our last essential read, and then we'll okay. kind of like reevaluate our list and look to see you know where we lack or what we will, do. We love too much Batman, too much Grant Morrison. I know I'll, I'll have. I, I've already skipped Grant Morrison books that I'm like going. You know oh, what? I the funny thing about it is, is I've learned. Over the last month or so, how much DC I've caught up on in the last year since doing this podcast. Like, some of my favorite stories are DC stories now, and I'm a huge Marvel guy. So, well, um, I got one. Yeah. Uh, Bendis's New Avengers, the very first run. That's an essential. 
because it does so much stuff. It brings Spider-Man, which the one thing I've always wanted him to be a part of the team, brought back relevance to uh, Spider-Woman. Yes. Uh, and just the stuff in there, because, you know, Daredevil, they wanted Daredevil to like, say no, but, you know, I, I wanted this, you know, one of my favorite lines was Cap's talking to Daredevil and goes, no, I wonder how uh, Peter does this all the time, you dealing with all the hatred and everything. He goes, oh, wait a second. Don't tell him I told, 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 uh, told him your identity. <laughs> Anything. And then you have Cap show up at Peter's high school where he's teaching. He's like saying, I was amazed. Really? Yeah, I want you to join the Avengers. Oh, it'll be awesome to have a paycheck. Oh, there's no money. <laughs> just, 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 and, then, and then you bring Wolverine into that dynamic. And then it's just like the whole book. Those, that, again, those first six issues when they go when they have the raft. The breakout. The breakout up until the Savage Land when they bring Sauron back. And then one of my favorite scenes is when of how they have, they have Luke Cage. And Spider Woman, and how the introduction of Wolverine comes in, and what Luke or what Jessica does with Logan. I don't want to get. Oh, you need to read it, but what she does with him, it's just like because I think I've yeah. only read the first two trades of that. They're still both good, but. guys. I hate to do this, but we got to go ahead and wrap up. So we'll go ahead and say, uh, scroll just talk for uh, I guess uh, two weeks for our next episode. Two weeks, uh, yeah. Okay, um, uh, Clay. Where can we find you on the webs? You can find me on the twitters at Clay underscore Harrison. You can find uh, next to. Next Issue Podcast on the Facebook at Next Issue Podcast and on Twitter at Next Issue Pod. Kyle? Uh, find me at Kyle Connors. We're at Kylepedia on most social networks. Mr. Adrian? North Virgin Hills. No. <laughs> no <laughs> We're all um, just going to swing mine and hang out. 2242. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you can find me on Twitter at, at Adrian underscore Harry. Yeah, you've been quiet on the Twitter. I have been quiet. Period. You have been quiet. Yeah, I've been quiet. Been waiting. <laughs> I've been dreaming. <laughs> We're in comics. All right, for the whole Big and Samurai family, uh, thank you for tuning in to the next issue. Stay tuned for just a sec here on DallasOnAir.com. This is DallasOnAir.com.